Hello, and welcome in to another edition of the Fantasy Betting Football Pod. Coming at you with our Thursday night football preview here tonight. This show is going to be a little shorter than normal. We'll get to why that is in a little bit. I am doing good. Middle of the week here. Like you said, this is going to be probably a fourth of the length that our usual Thursday night football previews are. So um, I know the transition from fantasy to to just betting is... I'm sure some people are a little disappointed, but uh, as the one who is you know, doing the podcast, it's a lot easier when our time of recording is going to be cut from like four to four and a half hours a week to probably under two hours. So pretty big W here for the boys when it comes to how much time we're getting back, not, not even considering the time that we put into the fantasy stuff. So uh, I'm doing good, though. How are you doing? Doing all right, doing all right. I was uh, doing some research today on some uh, betting podcasts that would give me, uh, you know, some better stats to back up some of my plays. Um, just, uh, you know, really grinding for the boys while I was at work, uh, you know, multitasking my butt off. So having an okay day myself. Um, I don't know if you want to slap the drop for me before I hit the news and notes section. It's Have you heard the news? Yeah, I don't expect much today. Time for Nick's news and notes from around the NFL. Just a few things to clarify here. I went over most of this uh, on our actual uh, recent episode recapping week five, but uh, these were just confirmations of some of the notes that we made then. Justin Jefferson, two IR, some speculation he may miss longer than the minimum four games, so he will be out until at least week 10, and then uh, I guess it'll just depend on where the Vikings are in the standings as to whether he gets brought back. Uh, at that point, but Cody, oh, we're just right back at it here, huh? <laughs> I'm uh, feeling a little worse now that you mentioned that. Um, I actually did want to make a point on this. I saw this. Um, can't remember who the creator was somewhere on either TikTok or Instagram reels, but uh, Justin Jefferson, there's nine more regular season fantasy football weeks. He's going to miss at least five, not including if his IR stint were to go longer because he has the four games he's missing plus their bye week is not till a later bye. So um, I've seen some trades, people trying to get Justin Jefferson at a discount right now, which is not a bad move, but you got to be pretty secure in your position to do something like that because he is going to miss a lot of football these next you know, two months. Yeah, I've seen some pages. I don't think the discount's big enough right now, so uh, I might wait a little bit until people get a little Desperation more Desperation will set in anyway, for sure. Uh, <laughs> just consider that. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this Vikings team looks without him. Uh, they do still have some decent options on the outside, so I think they may be fine, but um, it'll be interesting because he is obviously quite a difference maker. Anthony Richardson also placed on IR. We definitely expected this one, but uh, an update came today that paints a little bit of a gloomy picture than we even expected originally. Richardson could miss up to eight weeks with this AC joint sprain. It's a grade three, which is as bad as you can get, so uh, I don't see... I guess I could actually see the Colts rushing him back uh, because they they are they're pretty good. I mean they're three and two. That division is very winnable, so uh, they might be in a position where they need him later on in the year. I guess especially because Gardner Minshew is a very capable backup, but uh, he will miss quite some. Yeah, time, he's so going to miss some time, and if they're in contention or you know potentially going to make a playoff spot, I could see them trying to get him back a little bit sooner. But Minshew's a fine backup to at least keep them afloat. I would let if I were 
you know, the Colts management and coaching staff, I would probably just wait until he's fully healthy because his biggest, your, your best thing with Anthony Richardson right now is his ability to run around and move. And if his shoulder is only 70, 75%, and you're going to take that away from him and just let him go out there and sling it, I think you're still better off with Minshew. But uh, yeah, it'll be curious to see how they play it. And it'd be curious to see how Minshew does for, you know, four to potentially eight weeks as a starting quarterback. Yeah, he has been a serviceable backup so far, and they will probably be able to win them some games considering their softer schedule because of their uh, division that they play in. And then lastly, Devon Achan to the IR as well. This one may be a little less expected, but I think uh, with a 4-1 and one Miami team, they can afford to you know play it a little safer with especially uh, a guy in Achan who's dealt with a lot of injuries in his college career, is slighter of frame. I don't actually, I have not seen an update on what the knee injury actually is. It just says, it just keeps saying knee. So it's hard for me to say whether this is, you know, the expected timeline or not uh, based on, you know, no information basically because a knee injury could be a lot of things, but uh, Dolphin's probably playing at safety. I don't expect him back pretty soon after his IR stint uh, is over. Yeah. Well, that's, that is at least good news. I know before he was placed on I, IR, there was some speculation that the knee injury could be, a lot worse than they initially expected. I just heard that from another podcast. I don't have a, a direct source or anything like that. I can quote that from, but um, you know, for fantasy football managers and the dolphins in general, I mean, he's been a game changer out of the backfield. So if he's only going to miss four weeks, I think that's, that is pretty good considering what I was hearing as of yesterday. Yeah, we'll uh, have to wait for some more information there on what the injury actually is. Then we can, you know, measure it against the same injury that we've seen in other players and give you a better idea of what to expect. But until then, we don't know. But he will miss the next four games at the very least. Cody, are you ready to switch over to our Thursday Night Football Best Bets? Thursday Night Preview. All right, guys, in the coming weeks, I think I'm going to try and come up with some new and fun segments for us to do for this portion of the episode, maybe a, a game or two uh, along the way. Uh, but with not much time to uh, you know, cook something up this week, we are just going to go with a game pick. And then we have a couple props for you uh, that we like for this Thursday Night Football action between... Uh, both of the pods' favorite teams. We have the Denver Broncos visiting the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Chiefs favored by 10.5 points, over under 47.5, down to 47 in some spots. Uh, Cody, who do you want to go first here? Because we have uh, very different opinions on how this game is going to play out, uh, which is rather unusual. I think we agree quite a bit, but we could not be farther apart on this one. Um, so do you want to I am going to second? include mine as one of my five best bets of the week, so let's go ahead and hear your side of it first. Okay. Um, I think the, the line movement has told a pretty significant story. Started at minus 10. It's to 10 and a half. Uh, the over-under started at 51. It's down to 47 and a half. Uh, the Sharps are on the Chiefs and the under. I think that is you know showing a lot more confidence in this Chiefs defense and a lot less confidence in this Broncos offense. Uh, I think the Chiefs offense is kind of what we know it is at this point. Patrick Mahomes is excellent. Doesn't have a lot of elite playmakers. Not going to you know, break a ton of huge plays. So 
the overall, you know, upside that we have seen from this Chiefs offense in the past, the 35 plus point upside, probably not there, but uh, I think most betters are expecting that 27 to 30 is going to get this done for the Chiefs rather easily uh, at home with a really good defense and an offense that's been okay at times, but mostly taking advantage of bad defenses, in my opinion. I expect the Chiefs to win uh, rather easily. I think Chiefs minus 10.5 would be in consideration for my best bets uh, if it were a Sunday and I had more time to think about it, but I never like to lay points inside the division, uh, especially not double-digit lines, no matter who they are. Always just seem to be closer games, uh, so I am not going to include it. Uh, But the under 47.5 also in play. But again, I kind of worry that the Chiefs offense or Chiefs defense scores a touchdown or two and they end up covering 80 to 85 percent of this line. So I probably I would just stay away mostly from this entire game other than the couple props I like. But uh, Cody, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's get into it. So my first best bet of the week is going to be Broncos plus ten and a half here in Kansas City. Um, let's just go ahead and go over just the recent data between the Broncos and the Chiefs. There's been a, at least since the Mahomes era. Um, Mahomes has played the Broncos 11 times. They, the Chiefs have won by 10 or more in four of those games. So Nick is right. I mean, there is a good possibility, almost 50%, that the Chiefs are able to cover this line. Uh, but in those four games, the quarterbacks for the Broncos were some combination of Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, and Teddy Bridgewater. So I know the public does not like Russell Wilson very much, but he is still a fine, serviceable quarterback. I would challenge you to go look at his stats. They aren't as bad as I would say the public or the media would get you to believe. Um, And then just to kind of reiterate off that, I know the Chiefs are considered to have some phenomenal offense just because they have Mahomes and Kelsey, but they're currently ninth in points per game. The Broncos are 10th. So the Broncos offense is not that bad. Like Nick said, they've played some favorable matchups, but that is just part of the schedule. Uh, my other kind of just key statistics here I wanted to go over. First, I wanted to look at the Broncos' defense and see how bad they really are. So I went ahead and just took out the Miami game from their stats because that obviously is going to make them the worst defense in almost every statistical category. So we take out the rushing in that game. They're still pretty bad. They're still bottom five in the league in rush yards per game. That does benefit Isaiah Pacheco. That does benefit the Chiefs a little bit. But I will take a game where the Chiefs are running the ball a bunch and running out the clock, especially when I'm getting uh, 10.5 points. And then their passing defense is actually middle of the pack. If you take out that game, they give up about 234. I believe that ranked 14th best right behind the Dolphins, or 14th worst, so whatever that would be, 16th, 17th, right behind the Dolphins. Exactly. Middle so, pack. I, I, I get it. This defense is bad, and but I don't. I also don't think the Chiefs' offense is just phenomenal, and they're going to tear them apart. I see Pacheco having a good day, so they're going to be running the ball quite a bit. Obviously, Mahomes is going to get his probably two fifty to three hundred, and then a touchdown or two. But I don't see this being a huge explosive game for our offense. And then my final part that. Actually, I guess I could tie both these things in together. First, big divisional divisional matchups this year. We've had Philly minus eight and a half, Jacksonville minus eight and a half, and San Francisco minus seven and a half were the closing lines. All three of those teams lost their divisional matchups, so or lost on the spread. So again, just another one of those in these divisional games. They're usually a lot tighter than even Vegas predicts. And then my probably one of my favorite points is Mahomes does not blow out the teams that he should. 
In the 18 games that Mahomes has been a 10.5 point favorite or more, he is 6 and 12 in covering the spread. So does it right at 33% of the time. Again, I don't love it as a Chiefs fan. If they go out there and I have no shot at this best bet, they win by 25 30, I'm going to have a hell of a Thursday night watching football. But I expect this to be a pretty classic Chiefs Broncos game. It's going to be relatively close. Chiefs probably win by a touchdown. So I'm going to take the 10.5 points. Maybe a little bit of a sucker, but I'm going to take it anytime I'm getting over 10 in a divisional matchup. Fair enough. I'm scarred from my uh, previous betting on the Broncos. I was going to say that. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my, uh, my perception may be skewed. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, you know, I think we both gave our piece. And um, again, uh, Cody laying his... Uh, you know, putting his money where his mouth is, where I was a little scared to do so, making this his one of his first uh, five best bets. We're switching to five this week. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. We will definitely recap this. One of us will dunk on the other in, uh, I guess, Saturday's podcast. When you guys listen to it, we'll probably record on Friday. But uh, let's go over to the props here. We only have three of them. Uh, I couldn't find a ton that I really liked. I really looked through. Uh, quite a few, and I think because of the fact that I don't have a ton of confidence in this Broncos offense, uh, it makes me not have a ton of confidence in the Chiefs offense producing a ton of yards one way or another. But um, you know, it's it just it's hard to bet the unders on these Chiefs as well. So it kind of it kind of uh, scared me away from a lot of those lines, and then the the Broncos team in general just don't want to make any calls because Vegas kind of agrees with me. Those lines are really low, so it's hard to bet the unders there, but. Uh, again, the over scare me. So first, first line of the day, Isaiah Pacheco over 100 rushing yards. This is an alternate total. So you're getting plus 210. If you want to just play his straight line, that's 74 and a half. Uh, that's a pretty safe play. Uh, if you want to go that way, I think both of these have a really good shot of hitting the Broncos have given up 6.1 yards per carry so far this year and have seen the most running back carries against them in the NFL. I know uh, most people would probably look at that and say, okay, Nick, they gave up a ton of carries and yards to the Miami Dolphins. Fair enough. They absolutely did. But they got shredded by three of the four teams that they have played so far, not just the Dolphins. The Commanders, 20 rushes for 95 yards from the running backs against them. That doesn't sound like a ton, but that is their best rushing performance of the year. Chicago Bears, 23 carries, 116 yards from the running backs. Again, their best rushing performance of the year. Finally, the New York Jets last week, 29 carries for 208 yards, by far their best rushing performance of the year. Uh, And then just for fun, Miami, 40 running back carries, 351 yards. Uh, Yeah, that is not good. So I have a lot of confidence that uh, the guy, Isaiah Pacheco, getting 85% of the Chiefs running back carries is going to do very well. I would play this aggressive, play this up to 100, because I think they're going to be winning for most of it. And I think he'll get a lot of work in the second half. But if you want to play it safe, 74 and a half seems like a very yeah, easy ab- Absolutely. Um, part of the reason we only have a couple of props for this game is because I would I was all over Pacheco as well. So uh, I like that one quite a bit. If you add, if you want to just take the 74 and a half and you add a touchdown to that, it gets you to right around plus 180. And if you want to take the 100 plus the touchdown, that does give you get you really close to plus 300. Um, I I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, I'd recommend just throwing a little bit on him to score a touchdown, or if, you, if you're someone who likes to make parlays, include it in your parlay because he should have a good week, um, not only on the yardage side, but also with uh, getting in the end zone. So 
Yeah, my yeah, only prop here that I'm going to recommend is going to be Jerry Judy over 53 and a half receiving yards. I believe he has the highest receiving prop for the Denver Broncos. This is pretty easy for me. I, again, I'm on the Broncos side betting this game, so I do think it's going to be a, just a relatively good game anyway. Uh, but this is really just due to him finally getting healthy. The Broncos need their best receiving option to get going as soon as possible. I know this feels like their season's probably lost at this point, but if you want to trade him, it's a lot easier to trade a guy after he's had a couple of good weeks. Um, he, last week, he played 86% of snaps, 95% of routes run. That was his season high, and 29% of targets also his season high. So, Again, I I see the Broncos sticking in this one a little bit more than Nick does, and I think that Jerry Judy is going to have a part to do with it. I believe he had a monster game last year against the Chiefs as well, so maybe he'll just uh, roll that into this performance and keep it going. Yeah, uh, I've said my piece on my Broncos already. Uh, if you want to follow Cody off the cliff, go right ahead. We'll see how it works out on our best bets episode on Saturday. My last pick, Russell Wilson, under 222.5 passing yards at minus 110. Uh, Russ has beat this number in three of his five starts so far. He did only have 223, which would literally be one half yard over that against the Chicago Bears' future defense. So very close to two of five, but he has been uh, above this number 60% of the time, which would seem to kind of, uh, you know, knock down my parlay here, or I guess uh, just my straight bet here. But the Chiefs have the fifth best defense and net adjusted yards per pass attempt. Basically that just uh, accounts for their schedule accounts for everybody's schedule and kind of tries to equate. Okay. Who's so, and you know, you've played two really good quarterbacks. You've played four really bad quarterbacks. How good is your defense? Actually uh, they come out fifth best in that metric, the chiefs defense, uh, especially their past de- defense is very legit. Russ played really well in Arrowhead last year, but still only ended up with 222 yards on a healthy 38 attempts. I don't know if he's going to get to that number this year. I think if the Broncos have any chance, they really do need to lean on the run game. And uh, this Chiefs defense is better than they were last year at this time uh, that they played the Broncos at home. So 20-plus uh, mile-an-hour wins also forecasted as of right now. That's never good for the passing game, uh, especially the deep passing game. I don't expect Russ to just dink and dunk the Chiefs to uh, you know hitting this over. He's going to need to hit a big player too. Uh, I'm okay fading Russell Wilson and the Broncos in this one. I just I, I see a potential implosion from this team coming soon because there's been a lot of rumors that some players are going to get traded. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah, I like that that is my biggest concern is all of the negative talk coming out of Broncos camp right now. I mean they, yeah, it just seems like a total implosion is bound to happen. But let's just push it off one week. Let's let's let let's keep it close against the Chiefs. Give you guys some hope, and then. Uh, Whoever you guys play next can demolish you right before the Chiefs play you again. So that way, that way Cody can hit his best bet, and then we can no, all be thank good. Thank you, Caleb, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think that's gonna wrap it up. We'll get you guys out of here pretty quick here. Just a little twenty-minute episode. If you're watching on the YouTube, go hit, go find us, go find our podcast on your podcast fl- platform. Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast platform, go hit, go to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button as well. Get us going on both. Appreciate that. Like, comment, subscribe, comment on the socials, all that good stuff. Let us know what your best bets are this week, and we'll be back with you guys on Saturday with our remaining best bets for week six. Nick, any last comments for the people? Go out there and get that money and listen on Saturday. We are on a heater, and we are expanding to five games now, so you're going to have even more coverage on the NFL Sunday if you want to uh, put a little cheddar down for your 
Yep, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, we're going to get out of here. Peace out.